Hey, I'm not gonna be a real patient guy now. Huddle up, huddle up. You know what? You're like my wife when you get in space. You just get lost. We're not posing for football cards now, offense. We're not posing for football cards. Let's play with some speed. Just get north and south. You're not Billy White Shoes Johnson. How stupid are we? Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your skull? Well, call it on Tom Brady, will you? Call it on those guys. I've never seen that in my life. Do it again. Do it again. Ho, 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 ho! Santa Claus is here, huddle up! You gotta build the foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. Raider Nation, welcome back to another episode of the Behind the Eye Patch podcast, hosted by yours truly, your humble self, Micah, and my partner in crime, Tyler. How are you doing, man? We are mere hours away from the draft. How are you feeling? I don't know. I'm feeling uh, kind of scared, kind of worried, yet excited right. at the same time. So That's palpable. Okay, I'll take it. That's how I feel. I'm a little worried, but I'm also excited. Yeah, yeah. Just because, like, we have two first-round picks, and it's like, you got this. Don't mess it up. Exactly. Right? It's like, don't just not take Jerry Judy because T. Higgins or Justin Jefferson are higher on your supposed list. Like, let's let's take the better player. <laughs> <laughs> right. We all know like, who it is. Let's take that player. So I like it. I like it. Raider Nation, thanks for joining us. You want to get on on the podcast? Like we mentioned, this will be dropping right before the draft. So you want to talk some draft talk? By the time you probably listen to this, you're either sitting down, getting ready for the draft, or you might have already watched the first day. Give us a call. Give us your thoughts. 208-557-9771 is the number to call. Give us a call. Let us know what you think. How are the Raiders doing in the draft? You want to talk about, maybe you listen to this before the draft even started. Give us your predictions and maybe we'll play them back and it'll be like, oh, wow, that guy really, that guy or gal really nailed it on the head, you know? And uh, Amen. I, I, I want to hear it. We want to hear it. We want to hear from you. Get in on the action. Give us a call. Shoot us a message if you're a little, you know, maybe you're phone shy. I don't know. Shoot us a message on Twitter at Behind Eyepatch or... Shoot us a message on our Facebook page, Behind the Eye Patch on Facebook. Search for us there. Follow us, putting out polls all the time, retweeting content, just general Raider goodness. And as always, we publish when our podcasts go up at those spots. You can find this podcast on any platform, which is always good because there are like, I don't know, a bajillion platforms out there nowadays. Tyler, man, I'm really excited about this particular episode. Me and I too, think Raider me Nation too. should be excited about it as well because we have a fantastic interview with one Bryce Huff, defensive end out of Memphis. You guys, if you have not heard of this guy, go YouTube Bryce Huff Memphis Stats. Holy mackerel. This guy's got a motor on him. And I tell you what, this is one of those guys. I, I, you know, I, I, Tyler, I don't want to say mad max crosby but i'm just saying there are a lot of similarities there man yes there I'm are just saying yeah just like saying. and this guy me i i think he's bigger than max crosby like i believe so i i wish we could show the video of this interview but the dude's arms are like 
tree trunks and and people use that like metaphorically this is literally like they're ginormous like he is a yeah. strong but fast individual who i feel will greatly help whatever team he gets drafted by obviously you and i are biased we hope it's the raiders but whatever Absolutely. team takes this guy is going to get uh just a high motor highly motivated guy on their team and we're we're i'm excited he had a great we had a great interview with him and uh, it was a lot of fun so yeah. thanks to him well, again uh if you're I, listening bryce for coming on yeah. and talking with us yahoos and and uh we're grateful for your time yeah chopping it up as always I, I tell you what man i can't imagine what's going through his mind right now and we'll get into that but man just just days away from learning your fate on really what's probably going to be the biggest day and the biggest decision of your life, really. Besides maybe getting married, if you decide to go that route. Um, but, I mean, we're talking we're talking going from class every day to practice to the weights to playing a game on a Saturday or a Friday night to now all of a sudden just taking your whole life to a whole nother level that most people on planet Earth only dream about. Uh, so really good luck to him. Hope that, uh, he sounds mentally focused though, at which I guess before we give too much away, I say, let's just get right into the interview. Awesome. Raider Nation, judge for yourself. And, uh, I think, uh, on the old Twitter, we'll, uh, maybe have some highlights of, uh, old Bryce Harper or Bryce Harper, <laughs> Bryce Huff. Baseball. And, uh, yeah. And, um, uh, let's just get to it. All right. Let's get right to it. Raider Nation, we are honored to be joined by Memphis defensive end Bryce Huff. 6'3", 255 pounds. Memphis finished 12-2 in the 2019 season. First place in the American Athletic Conference, losing a close game in the Cotton Bowl to Penn State. Bryce, man, we appreciate your time. How are you doing? How is this crazy draft week treating you, man? Oh, I'm doing good. You know, I've just been back home working out and just control what I control heading into this draft. Nice. Nice. Uh, guys, Raider Nation, his junior, senior year stats, 16 sacks, three forced fumbles, 34 and a half tackles for a loss, 101 total tackles along with 68 total tackles, uh, solo tackles to go along with those solo, with the total tackles. Man, it's the week of the draft. What what are you doing right now? Obviously, we're just a couple days away. By the time this podcast out, we're just going to be 24 hours away from the draft. What are you doing to prepare? Uh, you know, I'm still talking to coaches here and there. Uh, my my agent's been hitting me up a lot more heading into this week. Uh, I've just been working out really, and uh, just staying staying calm and just not letting the, the anxiety get a hold of me. <laughs> I can't imagine what that's like, man. You, I mean. You've, uh, my guess is this you've built up to this point, this moment in your life. There's been a lot of work, a lot of time, energy, and effort. Take us back just a little bit, man, if you would. Where did this journey start for you? I uh, started when I was four years old in uh, Beauregard, wow. Alabama. Where I started playing uh, football. I've been playing ever since. 
Wow. Well, have you always played the defensive end position? I, uh, no, I've played a lot of positions on the field, uh, but usually on the defense side of the ball. I played running back in middle school, but that was about it. Wow. Uh, I played some tackle, fullback in high school as well, but predominantly uh, outside linebacker, defensive end, or middle linebacker. Nice, nice. Tyler, I'm going to let you go away. I know we've got some uh, I've got we got some questions from the fans. Got a few people would like to ask Bryce a few questions. Yes. Take it away, man. So I have a question. Where are you working out? That's Mike. With all of us locked down, <laughs> where yeah. in the heck are you working out at? And how like I imagine that it's probably not like cans of soup in your kitchen. That's just not going to cut the mustard. Where are you working out at? Well, you know, my mom works at the YMCA, and, you know, everybody's at home working, and she still has access to the building because she, like, she's running the YMCA down here. So I have I have the opportunity to go and work out there by myself, so that's a pretty cool setup I have. And then I also work out at uh, my high school. You know, they have the bags and the, the ladders out, so I can still get, get up there and get some footwork and some uh, position work in. That's awesome. That's that awesome. That's great. That's great. What is your, what is your least favorite – defensive drill that you don't like to do uh least favorite i honestly can tell you i don't have any least favorites what's your what's your favorite one to work on then uh my favorite drill i would have to say oklahoma's or w drill just because it's like like it's straight like man on man like whoever wants the most is going to win the rep those are the kind of drills i like it's those hard-nosed drills that, that sounds awesome. that sounds like an old school raider to me. Just <laughs> wanting to rip somebody's head off. One of the questions that we had, let me get my Twitter account pulled up here, is um, so one of our our fans, Chris, uh, wanted to know why would you want? Obviously, this is a Raiders podcast, um, and and that's who we predominantly cover. Why would you want to be a Raider and have any Raiders players inspired you during your time growing up? Um, if I had to pick a reason that I would want to play there, I would probably say the stadium because it's so cool. <laughs> it's now uh, called the Death Star. I think it's pretty awesome. But uh, uh, what else would I say? Uh, growing up, I can't really think of any Raiders players that inspired me, but I can say that uh, that I watched and paid attention to their game, Khalil Mack when he was there, and then Max Crosby, who, yeah. who just recently he's he's a beast. So, yeah, One. and he comes from like not that Memphis is a small school, but like less known for football. Eastern Michigan, kind of the same same type of deal there as well. Very good. So Max Crosby, Khalil Mack, um, both great players to uh, emulate and. The uh, the stadium is a pretty cool place. I would like to go there <laughs> yeah, myself for and real. visit, but it kind of got ruined by this whole coronavirus thing. So, all right, Micah, what uh, what do you have? Well, I, I I thought it's interesting. I know you know we talked about Khalil Mack, Max Crosby. Is there a defensive end out there that maybe that stands out to you that you've tried to model your game after? I mean, when you're talking about defensive ends, you've got. J.J. Watt, you got Von Miller. I mean, you, you go. list goes on and on. Is there a guy out there that maybe, even growing up, that you've looked at? And it doesn't have to be a Raider, obviously. We'll let that slide here. But uh, um, is there a guy that you've looked up to or that you've like maybe watched more of and been like, that's that's the kind of player I want to be? 
Oh, growing up, I never really just sat down and watched football like that, honestly. The only players that I really knew of growing up and really, like, watched and heard a lot about would, would probably be Bo Jackson. I was, the <laughs> guy, I was a kid I used to hear all about all the time. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it from that standpoint. Yeah. yeah. Um, getting ready for the draft, What what's your guys' setup there? You going to have family, friends around? You guys going to be able to – are you going to be like you guys throwing a party? What what's that scene going to be like at your guys' house? Um, it's probably going to be me, my mom, brother, sister, my granny. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to watch the draft or not. I don't know if I'll because because how every because of because of the stuff I've been hearing like my projection is so broad like from third to seventh like that's a long time to be looking to hear your name called. So I don't know if I'm going to be uh, watching it or, or doing something else to keep my mind off of it. We'll see. That's got to be tough. I can't imagine that. I mean, I, I've been in, in uh, job interviews before, waited for the phone to <laughs> ring, right, for a job interview. I can't imagine, though, being, like, anywhere for, like, you know, a couple of days waiting around. Like, and, and especially, I mean, we're talking about a job, obviously. You're taking it to a whole nother level entering the pro arena. Um, but, man, we're excited for you. I, I, I can't imagine what that's like. What, what, what do you, like, mentally, how do you, how do you stay calm during this time? Because for me, as a high-strung person, um, yeah. I would be watching the draft. I, I, I'd have my phone in my hand. I'd be, you know, clicking it open to make sure, like, nobody accidentally, like, I didn't miss a call or anything like that. Like, what do you do to, like, are you guys, so you guys just could be, like, chilling at the house, playing some games, things like that. Like, how do you keep, how do you keep that mental, like, steadiness? Like, during the draft or, like, now leading up to it? Now, during the draft, the whole, the whole nine yards, man. Now, um, well, I wake up, you know, I eat or whatever. I go work out, uh, get my drills in. And then, like, with the rest of the day when I'm chilling, I just kind of play the game, try to pass some time. You know, that time flies when you're on the game. So I just do that uh, when I get done working out or whatever. But during the draft, I'll probably – if I'm not watching it, I'll probably just be driving around my neighborhood listening to music, honestly. Like, because that's just – like, just the fact that I've been waiting for this moment my whole life, I don't know how I'm going to be feeling with right. that time. Now I gotta know when you say play in the game, what are we allowed to know? What game? Oh uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I've been playing Warzone this past couple of days. Oh yes, Warzone. yes. I usually I'm usually on PC playing like League of Legends or something like that, but my PC's up in Memphis still. So that's awesome. That's awesome, Tyler. One more question before I get back to you. Um, are we allowed to know? who you've been talking with recently? Cause I know obviously with this whole, with the virus and everything going down, everything's been digital. Everything's been through video conversations and stuff like that. Can you give us any insight to who you've been talking with? Uh, yeah, I've been talking to a lot of teams actually. My, uh, my agent just told me like, I'm like out of all his clients. So I've, I've probably been the one that's been reached out to the most. Cause like awesome. I'm, I'm versatile. So I think a lot of teams are reaching out for all sorts of things like middle linebacker, defensive end, outside linebacker. But the main people I've been talking to would probably be uh, the Bengals, the Jets, Jaguars, uh, was the Cardinals, the Titans, uh, just a lot of outside linebackers. Teams that want me for outside linebackers seem to be the most uh, consistent and showing interest. That's awesome. Tyler, back to you, my man. Um, so kind of getting back to, to just something I found, you played linebacker your first three years at memphis is that right outside linebacker yes, uh-huh so and then this year they switched your 
I guess, designation to DN. So did you start playing with your hand more in the dirt this year compared to years past? Yes, yeah, so I went to I went from two point stands to hand in the dirt every every down. You know, I, I played the whole season with my hand in the dirt, and then our defense coordinator and our head coach went to Florida State. And the last game in the combo, my coach was like, "All right, in past situations, you can get that lean going in the two point stance and just go get them." So that was pretty much how I played this year. Which one do you prefer? Um, it, it really just depends. You know, whatever team I go to, whatever preference they have for me, that's that's what I'm gonna do. Of, of course, but when it comes to my own personal preference, I feel like uh, in certain situations like short yardage, of course, you want more power. So I'll probably say three-point stance, but uh, pass rushing downs, I would say a two-point just so I can get off. I can, you can get that lean before the snap and get that extra speed off the line. Uh, dropping the coverage, two-point, of course. Um, and, and I guess crossing faces and like, like moving gaps, I'll probably say two or three would work for that. So. Right, right. Go ahead, Micah. I was going to say, that was the one thing I noticed, Matt, because obviously before we have interviews, we watch highlights. Um, I don't know if you know this. He probably doesn't, Tyler, but Tyler and I come from Idaho, so we're obviously big Boise State fans, and I hope you don't take it personally, but obviously as a non-Power 5 school, we were not rooting for Memphis during the college football season. <laughs> uh, obviously, that didn't work out for us, and it didn't work out for us in the long run. But uh, you guys had an excellent season. In fact, Bleacher Report, after Week 14, had you as one of the top risers in the NFL draft after the Week 14 season in, in uh, college football. Um, one of the things I did notice is you get off the ball extremely fast. You you shed tackles, or you, you shed a block quickly, and you're in a position to make a play. In fact, there were several times on, like, read options. You you had already shed your block, and you were just making the read to either go after the running back or, or, the, or the quarterback. And that, to me, really stood out, especially now with – we're kind of hindering – and I don't know if we're entering, if it's a short phase or not, but I mean, we've got all of these speedy, you know, you've got Lamar Jackson, you've got Patrick Mahomes, you've got all these, you know, mobile quarterbacks now that are really starting to come out, come strong, even like guys going into the draft, like Joe Burrow, uh, that guy can tuck it and run. So to me, uh, be the, you have a really quick first, uh, you have a, a quick initial shed of the block. And then you're, and it just puts you obviously, uh, you know, right in position to make a play. And that stood out to me the most because it was like, you knew you didn't have to figure out what number you were. It was like when the play started, you had shed the block, and it was like it's the guy who's right there getting ready to make the tackle. Like it, you know, it's you don't have to see that's number fifty-five. Like he's the one already there chasing the quarterback down. One thing I wasn't able to see though, have you? What was your speed? What was your forty speed? I, I haven't been able to locate that. Have you been able to do that drill? I don't. You know, I know you didn't get the invite to the combine, so I know you've got a little juice because of that. Yeah. Uh, well, we did. Our, I did my own pro day here in Mobile. I, I, I ran a four five three. Four five three. Okay, and that shows up. That was. I, I wanted to look at that. Yeah, because there were a couple of times you didn't necessarily get the sack, but the quarterback had to throw the ball away. But you were hunting him down fast, and that I that shedding the block and then the speed afterwards. I was like that. That dude can scoot like that. That's that jumps out fast. And to me, like you know, in in Raider for for the Raider fans. For a long time, we haven't had a pass rush. Last year, obviously, got better. And so anybody who can scoot on the defensive end uh, for Raider fans, we're like, oh, man, 
like somebody circle this guy. I hope he's circled on, on a big board because we need that here. But it sounds like you got plenty of teams uh, interested in that. And that obviously is going to bode well for whatever you're, you know, wherever they have you play. That, like you said, versatile, being able to be versatile. You'll be able to move out back to linebacker. Uh, Tyler, go ahead. I think what just adding on to that, one of the plays I saw, and I wish I could remember who it was against, but the a tight end came across your face and you basically long armed him and he was holding you and the running back tried to go around and you just grabbed the running back with your left hand, stiff armed, long armed the tight end with your right hand and drug the dude down. That was that was an incredible play. I wish I could do that play justice um, <laughs> in explaining it, but I don't have the terminology that I'm well, not we'll get well it up versed. on Twitter. We'll get it up for the Facebook page and the yes. Twitter. We'll find that I'll... play and we'll we'll get that up with this interview. That'd be awesome. That'd that was awesome. A, that was a favorite play of mine. Do you does is there a play that stands out in your mind where you were just like that is that is my favorite play? That's Bryce Huff football, right? Yeah, that, that's, would, yes. I had to pick one play. I don't know if I could pick one. I would have to say. There's two plays that come to my mind when I think what really uh, kind of embodies my uh, mindset on the field. I have to say the one play from Navy where I I, th- I think I stepped across the guard's face into the A gap, and the the uh, the running back was like coming back across the field it was like a a sweep or something like that, and I, I chased him down and tackled him on the goal line. That one, and then I would have to say the play from Cincinnati when they tried to uh, run it. There was two plays for Cincinnati like this. There was one where I had to beat the tackle, and the tight end came and tried to cut me off. I had to beat the, the t- tight end and then tackle the running back. That, that was I, the one. That was my favorite play. Yeah, and then there was another one where I came off the edge, beat the tight end, and the quarterback tried to come and block me, and then I, I beat the quarterback. <laughs> I, got, I doubt that works often. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably not not wise to block a man of your size with a quarterback. That's just that's just my opinion. Now at Memphis, um, and I'll, maybe this will be my last question. But you played with uh, Tony Pollard, and Mike and I really like Daryl Henderson coming yeah. out uh, as, as a running back last year. He ended up going to the Rams. Do you feel that? Playing against them in practice, did that help you prepare for where you're at now going into the NFL? And if so, how? Uh, I would say it helped. Uh, one, just having that caliber of player on my team, you know, going against them every day. And even, even like having to cover those guys on wheel routes and like in the flat, just being used to that speed because they're, they're fast is all good, all, you know. So, uh like running Tony Pollard and Daryl down from the backside or just like playing at their speed helped a lot. And then seeing like playing against them in practice and then seeing them go to the next level and dominate the way that they have gives me confidence knowing that I've played against them and know that I've done well against them too. So, yeah. That's awesome. Bryce, I've got a couple more questions for you. Then we're going to let you go. We appreciate your time here during draft week. One quarterback to sack in the NFL, man. Who, who would it be? Oh, uh, you know, most people probably say Tom Brady. <laughs> I'd say either either Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady. Yeah, I like it. 
I like it. Patrick Mahomes has definitely set a, a just a totally different standard in the NFL. And as Raider fans, we feel that twice a year. And, <laughs> I was going to uh, say and, you and, have that chance <laughs> twice a year yeah. if you came so, to the dark side. Just, just, just throwing that out there. Um, guys, Raider Nation, once again, Bryce Huff, defensive end linebacker out of Memphis joining us. Bryce, now we do every every podcast, we have an out-of-left-field question. Usually it's brought up by me. Usually it has nothing to do with football. In fact, I think only once in this podcast series history has it ever had to do with football. So before we go uh, and let you get ready for the draft, I have one question for you. Tyler, I'll let you answer as well. I want one underrated, one underrated side dish out there when you go out to eat. And I'm going to, I'll start it off because this is, it's totally out of left field. My underrated side dish, because this hit me the other day, are tater tots. And you know why? Because fries, everybody like likes fries, right? Fries, you know, when you think like potato, you know, and sides with burgers, fries. But tater tots are good because they're like crispy, but then they're chewy on the inside. You can have them with anything. You can dip them in barbecue sauce. You can do the ketchup route. You can do, go fry sauce route. Um, I, I just feel like they don't get enough love. So for my underrated side dish, it has to be tater tots. Bryce, what, what you got? Off the top of your head, man. This is totally top. out of the blue. Um... Off the top of my head, I went. Uh, there's a restaurant in Texas I used to go to, and they have a side dish called the Shaved Brussels Salad. And it's like, yeah, it's like it's like raw Brussels sprouts cut up into small strings with their sauce on it, and it's like a little salad. And I think it's pretty great. Brussels sprout salad. Whoa, I don't know if I've ever heard of that. That would be super underrated. See, I. I was telling my wife the other day. I got to get down to Texas, man. The food down there sounds just incredible. So. I, <laughs> I got to do it. Tyler, what you got for Raider Nation? One that we don't get in Idaho very often. And as I kind of travel outside of Idaho, fried okra. Fried okra is one of my favorite side dishes. Like we'll go to, um, oh, I just had Cracker Barrel. I always get fried okra as one of my sides. I think fried okra is a very underrated dish. And I wish that we had more of that like in the West. It, it, it doesn't really grow out West very much, so we don't get it that often. And I wish we had more more okra. I like it. I like, boy, that was varied. Now my, 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 my tater tot like kind of pales in comparison with both of those answers. I kind of feel bad now. I feel like you I just didn't stayed that. in state. That's okay. I, yeah, that's okay. I, you know, I'm from potato state, so I guess that works. Bryce, yeah. man. Really quickly, is there somebody like in this journey of football, you're getting ready, hit the draft. We're super excited for you, man. Is there a, a source of inspiration for you that's like gotten you to this point? You've got family that's really pushed you to this point. Is this something that you've done yourself? We've talked to guys in the past that have been like, look, we've had uh, um, one of the gentlemen last year, a safety out of, out of Buffalo. I uh, said um, one of the sources of inspiration was uh, his sister had passed away. And uh, uh, it was one of the things for him that really drove him to just continue to be just a better person and a great football player and try to make it to that next level for her. Um, is there is there a source like that for you, man, that you draw from? I would definitely have to say the doubters uh, because I've been doubted at every level that I've ever played football at. Uh, I don't know why, uh, but I see myself – proving everybody wrong by going to the NFL and the dominating 
uh, a lot of people have me projected to go undrafted. A lot of people have me everywhere on big boards and stuff. You know, just seeing how people talk about me and how how uh, down how underrated I am, it, it puts a, a fire in me. You know, uh, because of all the hard work that I put in, I feel like it's only a matter of time before you know time catches up and, and my hard work comes to fruition as far as dominating NFL teams and 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 being a big part of. I've been playing a big part in winning whatever team I get drafted to a Super Bowl. So that's excellent. I no better way. What what do they say? Yeah, success is the best revenge. Is that is that the saying? Success is the best uh something like that. I see now it, it fails me now that I'm saying <laughs> I probably just butchered that uh that 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 uh, delivery. But man, that's awesome. Good for you. Good for you. Tyler, I'm gonna let you wrap it up and then we'll let hey, Bryce get ready. I've got the I've got a la- the last question. So I don't know if you know this or not, but Mike and I have a direct line to Mike Mayock, uh, the general manager for the Raiders. And I'm, I'm totally kidding. But if I were Mike Mayock and I, and I, you know, I'm interviewing you, tell me why I, Mike Mayock, should draft you Bryce Huff. Tell me why I should take a flyer on you. Um, I would say you should draft me because... I am relentless. I know what I'm worth as far as going on the field and making a huge impact right away. I'm a leader. I lead by example. I do things right. I don't like to leave things to chance. You know, a lot of people, you know, you get in a Super Bowl, you get in the championship game, and you get there, you think like, oh, I wish I would have done this harder. I wish I would have worked harder. I wish I would have finished that rep or this and that. But I'm the type of person, like, during the summer, during the winter, when everybody's training, I, I think about that championship. I think about that mindset, like, when I get there, I don't want to have any doubt in my head that I did something wrong to to contribute to me falling short. So uh, I'm the type of person to really just take things into my own hands and, and make sure I come out on the winning side. I like it. Love like it. it. Love Bryce that word Huff. relentless. Yes. I love that. Relentless. Stay relentless. Motivated Raider Nation linebacker defensive end Bryce Huff out of Memphis. Bryce, man, we appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Good luck. This week, man, we'll be watching and uh, we'll be we'll be pulling for you. I appreciate it. Thanks so much, man, and uh, best care. of luck. All right, thank you, Ross. Bryce Huff is the name once again, Raider Nation. Man, Tyler, that was a great interview. Great like, interview. I, great guy. I, great interview. Very smart. He's just knowledgeable. Great questions too. I thought from our I, listeners. You know what? You. Yeah, his his side dish there, man. I I was not ready for that. Was not. I wasn't mentally prepared for where he took that. Nope. I, even where you took that from. From. I mean, I'm like. I'm thinking soup, salad, you know, I, I'm my small mind on side dishes didn't wander outside the normal, you know, every workaday side dish. But man, he really, he, I, you know, I thought I was coming at him from left field, but he just turned right around and just cracked it right out of the park there. And I didn't even really know what to do with that. So props to him. Absolutely. Uh, Brussels sprout salad. Who'd have thunk? <laughs> Who would have thunk it indeed? But Radio Nation... 
Yeah, Tyler, I'm going to I'm going to post a, a link to the YouTube highlights of this young man on our Facebook page and uh Radio Nation go check it out. Tell us what you think. And I'm just telling you right now, if this guy's sitting there, I don't know, Tyler round 3, round, we've got what? We own like a third of round 3. Yeah, we have three we? third round picks and we may have and more by the time the day is done. <laughs> You'd never right? know. Right? So I'm like, you know what? I know, you know, I know we just went out and got the young man out of Tampa Bay, obviously Max Crosby, Cleveland Farrell, uh, but we did just lose uh, um, Mayoa, Mayoa, which was kind of a bummer for me. This just seems like another young, high motor player that like, man, rotating in with Max Crosby and Farrell, like, I just don't, I feel like you couldn't go wrong, especially, uh, yeah, I don't know. That you, Raider Nation, you tell us, tell us what you think, but for me... I don't know. I take a flyer on him, Tyler. That's just me. Yeah, and I'm not even I, sure that use... it's a flyer. Like a flyer is like a like a, a stab in the dark. I I think right. he comes in and That's he helps true. a team. I really do. Yeah. So I mean, his attitude is there. He wants to win. He wants to work his butt off. I love the word relentless. Um, and you know that's those are all words that you like to hear. I'm sure for as a manager, like I'm gonna be the last one the first one to practice and the last one to leave, I'm going to work my butt off and I'm just, I'm going to go out there and be a motor guy and show you, I deserve a shot at this. So kudos yeah. to him. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be pulling for him. Absolutely. Whatever happens, whatever happens. And it sounds like, uh, sounds like there are plenty of people calling and that's, that's a great, uh, great sign for him. So great times, but Tyler, we're, we're, we're right. I mean, we're like Eve of draft. Yes, we man. are. And I'm I'm so excited because um, I don't have to sit on my phone anymore and mock any more drafts. <laughs> I can actually see what's going to happen. Until we start mocking so the 2021 draft. Hopefully that doesn't happen for a long time, though. You know what I'm it, saying? Because usually, yeah, usually by the end of September, it. we're mocking out the next year's draft. This year it was <laughs> went into like December, which was nice. So right. that's that's a good thing. Yeah, we've we've definitely taken steps in the right direction as an organization. Um, I don't like the I don't like those rumors going on though, Tyler, about uh, uh, you know having a backup plan just in case the stadium isn't ready and stuff like that. Like that, uh, come on now. Like, you know, we already put it off one year, and I understand that. You know, with the virus and everything going around, that's thrown some stuff off. But from what I've heard. It hasn't slowed work down. Yeah, I have, there. I've like, heard they've that been rocking and rolling. The roof is done. They've got those lights up. If you haven't seen that, definitely go check out the yes. the lights at nighttime. Just right. clean. It's just a clean, fresh, good looking stadium. Like it's it it's a it beautiful indeed. black pearl in the desert. Yes. So I'm I'm excited. I I really hope we can get out there this fall and. Hopefully by then everything will be back to normal. The world will be back to normal and uh, we'll be uh, we'll be up and running and football will be back and there'll be tailgating and bratwurst and Ooh, steaks love and bratwurst. every good kind of red meat that you can think of. And we'll uh, uh, we'll be cheering on the new Vegas Raiders. So anywho, um, they are I, the I Vegas Raiders a- now. We've... <laughs> okay, okay. For those of you who are missing the lusty voice of one uh, Birch, he couldn't join us this evening. Allegedly, he had family and work obligations. I don't know if I believe that, uh, Tyler. But um, yeah, I don't know. 
we'll let it slide, uh, I guess, this time. But he needs to show yeah. a little bit more heart, a little bit uh, more yeah, sacrifice, more, maybe. A little more determination, there we like go. That's Bryce a good Huff, word for it. you know? Uh, a little more relentlessness as well. Mm. Uh, you know, right on the on the eve of draft, and you can't join the podcast. That uh, doesn't um, look what doesn't look good on the uh, on the old resume. On the resume, yeah. no, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. He, flex, so. he flexes on us with his castle last week, and then this week he's like, "Ah, oh, you peasants!" He's got to bounce right before the draft. Yeah I, yeah, I can't join the peasants this week. So, yeah. So we'll we'll have to see what. Uh, where this takes us all that to say tyler you know we decided for a we're trade ch- i don't know yeah you know what I, i've got a few people on the list i wouldn't mind replacing him with so <laughs> i've already made a list actually so uh he's warned <laughs> tyler may man uh yeah you know, i want to uh, give me i, I want to look at it this way before we get into predictions i want to predict um who the raiders take in their first two picks of the draft and then we'll see who's right you know, are just, they just are there time. trades involved in this, or is it just you can tra- you can do whatever you want if you predict a trade, predict the trade, man. Okay. I, I don't care. I, I, however, let's let's take a stab at it this way. I want to first give me one name that you've seen the Raiders projected to take at either twelve. No, let's let's stick with the not twelve or nineteen that you do not want them to take, and I want to know why. What was, One that, name that, what you've was seen? that mock draft that I saw today? Uh, Which one? <laughs> or maybe it was last night. I told Birch that I would, I may have to turn in my resignation letters. Uh, who was it? I'm trying to remember. Give me just one second. No, that's fine. One of the names um, that I've seen, um, uh, the Raiders take, what is it? I, I want to say it's T. Higgins. At 19, while guys like Justin Jefferson are still on the board and Henry Ruggs are still on the board. And I'm like, no, no, I don't want that. Just because, and I guess my reason for that is because I would take Ruggs or Jefferson over Higgins. Um, Yeah. uh, And then uh, who's who's that corner? Uh, Terrell? AJ Terrell, yeah. AJ Terrell out of Clemson. And everybody slotted him to us at 19. Or I've seen people do that. And I'm going, no. If you, did you watch when they played Alabama? Like, look, I love Clemson players. Obviously, I like the Clemson players we have now. But that dude got burnt like two or three times against the against guys like Judy and Ruggs. And I'm going, look, he's going to have that every, you know, you're, you're going to be going against pros week in and week out. And, and I don't want A.J. Terrell uh, at 19. I, I would, there are a lot of other players I would rather take there. So for me personally, um, uh, when he went up against the stiff competition of Alabama, dude got torched a couple of times at least. I remember that game, and I remember I remember watching it. And we were talking about it because leading up to that, he was a corner that we did look at, and we were like, mm, maybe this is a guy. And then he got burned. I almost want to say it was like two series, like back to back, and it was like. Well, maybe not. <laughs> maybe <laughs> perhaps, that's not. Perhaps a great... I rescind my offer. <laughs> yeah, and, and so I, that's that is a name for me that I'm like, no, I'm good. AJ Terrell, uh, you know, maybe if he's there in like the third round, sure. Well, if we need a corner, still don't mind spending a third round pick on it, but not in the first. And round he won't be me. there in the third round. But I'm not the one that wants to be like, let's take this guy in the 
first round. I think that's a reach. Just me personally. Now, you, you got to understand, like, I, I don't do this for a living. I'm just, I listen and I watch. And to my eyes, he just doesn't pass the, the eye test. I, I'm just not in love that's with fair. his game. Um, and so it, it was a, a mock draft on Bleacher Report. They had us taking, uh, the first receiver off the board was us, Henry Ruggs the third. So you had Ruggs, Judy, and Lamb sitting there. Oh, jeez. And they took no. Ruggs, and I don't like that pick. The reason no. why is everybody's like, well, he's not just a one trick speed pony. I, I get that, but you've got Lamb who makes people miss and can take, you know, the dump off passes that we right. tend to throw to the house uh, with both. Uh, I just, I don't know that, you know, the old Al Davis, I would totally see him taking Henry Ruggs. I, I could, yep, but this is yep. not the old Al Davis Raiders. This is, this is new. And I'm, you know, I'm hoping if those three are there, we take Lamb or Judy. I'd be happy with either one. I'm just not a big Ruggs fan. Um, and then the 19th pick had us taking Jordan Love, I think. Let me, uh, yeah, no. and I'm, no. Yeah, Jordan Love right there. And I'm like, good grief. If we do that, I may have to turn in my card and like just not cheer for football for a year and while I <laughs> vent my anger. Recover. Yeah, while I recover. So, I mean, not that I don't like Furl. I do, but he was, you know, you and I talked about that. We're not real sure that he was worth the fourth round pick with some of the people that were, or the fourth overall pick. I excuse me. Um, I just don't want that to happen again. Yes, we right. we hit on Josh Jacobs. We don't know about Jonathan Abrams, uh, and we, you know, we hit in the fourth round. But you've got to hit those fourth overall picks. Like, and I just don't right. feel like last year. I don't think we did that. Uh, yet so maybe you know maybe this year Furl takes a, a big step forward you never know but uh I just I I hated that mock draft I, I think rugs at 12 and I guess the biggest player that I hate mock to us is like you said Terrell or Jordan Love it at 19 I don't like either one of those I don't feel like you know unless Tua drops to 12 I don't think we really need a quarterback um, and in the first round anyways, maybe in the third yeah. round, or if there's one they really like, they trade back up into the second round or whatever, or trade down. That's, uh, that's what, those are the picks I don't like. I don't really, I'm not in love with Terrell or AJ Terrell, and I'm not in love with Jordan Love. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize that that was a, a pun nice there. Play there. Yes. Here's, um, yeah, no, I, I, I'm a, I agree with you there. And, and I feel like I, I don't look at, um, uh, if we're going to draft a guy like love, like uh, we're better off with car. Like, and, and where we've talked about, I've been, I've been critical of car, but I mean, I don't look at love stepping in and like replacing Derek Carr right away. I would rather in the third round, take a guy like Hertz, um, you know, somebody, a player like that, um, and, and, and develop him and see what happens. Or if this year comes and goes and, and, uh, uh, car leads the Raiders to another, you know, seven and nine or six and 10 type season, or even eight and eight 
And it's like, okay, you know, are we done? I, I feel like we, you know, we're done here, right? Right. Then, and we talked then, about that, I think, last week. Like, if we can get that number one wide receiver, there's right. like no more excuses. Like, there can't be right. any more excuses. Oh, the well, he didn't have this, or uh, he didn't do that, or it's like, no, <laughs> you got him, you know, you said he needed this, you know, let, uh-huh. let's make sure and it's not even really about i mean wins and losses are great but scoring more than like 15 points a game 17 points a game like if you get that one wide receiver you better be putting up you know in the 20s because yeah the defense you know we got a new infusion of talent i feel better about the linebackers the defensive line isn't a great concern Although I right. did see PJ Hall is on the alleged trade block uh, today. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I, but corners, yes, we need help there. Safeties, I feel like we definitely need help there. So, uh, but a good offense should be able to help out a defense. And if they can't help out the defense, then why is Carr still back there with all of the talent that he hopefully we'll have in this season. So I agree with you. Yep. Yep. hundred percent. So what we wanted to do, I'd like to, I'd like to um, simulate, or I'd like to, I'd like to predict what we think is going to happen in the first with the, with the Raiders first two picks. And obviously, you know, this could go any kind of way, but uh, um, uh, I'd like to just give it a whirl here. Um, and see what, uh, and see if we, any of us can get, get it right at all. And I think what I think is going to be most interesting, I think Oakland's going to get a lot of calls at 12 for trading back. I honestly do because just because up until about the jets, there aren't a lot of teams. I don't feel like that are going to need a wide receiver up to that point. Right. Maybe the Jags. Maybe. Yeah. You know, Jags just got rid of a Markel Lee. You know, so maybe Jacksonville, but they also need help at corner as well. So I could see them going after a guy like CJ Henderson out of Florida. Um, so here, I, I kind of, I kind of see it as like the Jets. I see, cause where did Anderson go? Didn't Anderson, uh, uh, he got signed somewhere else, didn't he? If I'm not mistaken. Anderson. The Jets weren't able to, the Jets oh, did Robbie not Anderson? resign. Yeah, yeah, Robert, and, yeah, Robbie Anderson. Right. Right, so so the Jets are the first team, really, in my mind, that's going to really probably go after a top tier wide receiver right before us. In fact, where do we? The Jets are ten, correct? Uh, the Jets are twelve. We're thirteen, or no, I'm sorry, they're eleven. No, the Jets are eleven. Eleven they're and 11. twelve. But then, like right behind us, you've got teams like the Broncos, the 49ers. Um, both those teams are, are I think, are going to want. Uh, Jacksonville has another pick from the Falcons there. Uh, I don't, maybe they wouldn't necessarily trade up. Uh, heck, even the Cowboys, I could see, you know, needing a little help at wide receiver. Um, so, but, but, but the, uh, um, who am I looking at? The, uh, the Broncos and the 49ers, I think are definitely teams that are going to be there looking for wide receivers. So I think Oakland's going to get calls too, from both have of been those. Rumored, rumored to want to trade up into a in front of the Raiders and grab the wide receiver that they want the most. Right. Um, so I, saw, I think what happens is, is 
if we're tootling along and, you know, these offensive tackles are flaw, you know, flying off the board and, you know, obviously Burrow, maybe a quarterback or two, maybe a guy like Herbert, maybe Herbert and Tua both go. Obviously, Okuda and Chase Young are going to go. You know, there are five or six picks right there. And throw in a couple more offensive guards or tackles or offensive tackles. Um, and then all of a sudden, let's just pretend we get to the Jets and the Jets finally take a wide receiver. Or let's just say the Jags take a wide receiver. I feel like the dominoes at wide receiver are going to start to fall fast. Because then all of a sudden, because I think there is a, there's a difference between a guys like Judy, Lamb. I would go Judy, Lamb, Ruggs. I, I'd be even tempted to slide Jefferson in there as well. Yeah. Um, but definitely Judy, Lamb, and Ruggs. But you've got about five teams that really could really use one of those top tier wide receivers. So I think if it if it happens early, where are the, where are the Jags? Jags are they're six, at nine. They? Oh, they're yeah, at nine. So, so let's say the Jags. Let's say Jags snag CD Lamb, and all. And now you're left with Rugs and Judy. I think all of a sudden, I think the Jets don't move. I think the Jets take a wide receiver. I think you could see a back-to-back right there. I could see Judy flying off the board there or Ruggs, but I think Judy would be the one. Then I think Oakland's sitting there, and I think there are going to be about three or four teams that are calling Oakland up because they want a guy like Ruggs. They're going, oh, shoot, we've lost out. It's time, you know, we got to make a move here. We need one of these guys. Um, so it's going to get really interesting it, 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 because, uh, yeah, there's just so many interesting scenarios. Fortunately for us, there are a lot of good players and we're right at that, like we're at a good position. I feel like at 12 and 19 that like there aren't any, it's not like we're too far out where it's like, uh, you know, by the time we get to 19, you know, like really who's there. It's like, man, even at 19, we're going to be able to pick up a player that I think is going to step in and immediately contribute and immediately at whatever position he's at is going to make it better. Yep. So with that being said, Tyler, uh, you know, uh, uh, Birch, the absentee um, <laughs> ballot has been cast. Um, Birch gave us his prediction here. Let me find it. Uh, okay. So to kick things off, Birch, congratulations. You get to go first. He said he's going to throw a little monkey wrench into the deal. He said he's been on the lamb train this whole time. But at number 12, he says he's, he's going to see us going for Jerry Judy out of Alabama. 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 He said we're going to trade back into the mid-20s, pick up a second-round pick, among others, and select cornerback Jalen Johnson from the University of Utah. You know what? I could live with that. I like both of those picks, to be honest. Yep. I don't know about Utah. Yeah, I, I, I don't really see anything wrong with Judy at 12. I don't see anything wrong with dropping back, picking up a second round, and maybe... Like, uh, I mean, in that one mock draft we did, we picked up a second rounder and a third rounder from the Vikings and we dropped back three places. That'd be a no brainer to do that, in right. my opinion, um, unless it's like CJ Henderson sitting there still at 19, maybe. And you're like, ooh, that is tempting. Right. And then maybe you package a couple third rounders and a late round pick next year or something for uh to try and get back up into the third into the second round I'm sorry and then uh but yeah both of those picks that scenario I like that yeah me too me too uh what do you have Tyler how do you see the draft first round going down you know give us your prediction I've got the 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 order here Cincinnati you know I think we're we know they're going burrows 
Washington, I think Chase Young is gone. By the time we pick, I think Isaiah Simmons is gone. The The whole thing that gets me is Atlanta wants to move up. And what I'm hearing is they're wanting to move up for somebody on the defensive side of the ball. Another, th- which would keep probably one of those receivers, uh, one of those big three, I guess we'll call them, uh, from falling into or would keep them on the board longer, perhaps falling to us more easily. Uh, where I start to get worried is like Arizona, Jacksonville. Those two worry me because number one, yeah. CeeDee Lamb played with uh, Midget, or what was, what did you call him? Mini Murray. Uh, played, Mini Murray, yeah, yeah. Played with Mini Murray uh, at Oklahoma. I could see right. Kingsbury just chomping at the bit, being like, get me yeah. C.D. Lamb, get me yeah. Kyler Murray, and who cares if there's a line to block for him? I need those two in my offense. Right. And I can see right. that happening, which worries me, and then I worry that maybe Jacksonville takes one of maybe Judy, and then the Jets are there and they take rugs or something. I don't know that we see three wide receivers go in that, you know, but that's a scenario that worries me. I think at 12, realistically, and then the Eagles, I I failed to mention that the Eagles want to move up. I've also seen Denver want to move up and John Elway is crazy and he sucks as a GM. So I could totally see him trading away, you know, mortgaging the farm, if you will, going after lamb or rugs is, is kind of like their target, which I'm fine with take rugs. Uh, and and so I'm going to be bold and say that, that lamb and Judy are, are both there. And I would like to see them take, I'm still on the lamb train. I'd like to see them take lamb, but there's part of me too, that is like, Javon Kinlaw might still be yep. there and Derek yep. Brown still might be there and CJ Henderson still may be there. Yep. And those three people that, that uh, I would not mind seeing one of them, but right. in, in fashion of what Tyler hopes happens just for his own personal satisfaction is we get uh CD lamb. So CD Lamb like will it. be a Las Vegas Raider uh, at tray or at pick number nineteen. I think we will fall back uh, and perhaps uh, maybe Baltimore wants to move up and Baltimore takes like Kenneth Murray. Uh, I've seen them yeah. mocked a lot to them and uh, or seen Murray mocked a lot to the the Ravens, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah. and so, so maybe you get the, uh, Baltimore move wants to move up and they grab, uh, a Murray. So we drop back to 28th, we pick up a second rounder and maybe, uh, fourth rounder. And then, um, so we, we would drop back to 28 and then, uh, I, I don't know who's going to be there. That's, that's so hard. Let's go, right. uh. Hmm. Let's go. 
I hate to take Birch's pick because I really do like Jalen Johnson, but let's go maybe uh, let's go safety, and I'm gonna say uh, maybe Xavier McKinney gets taken out of Alabama. I like it. I like it. But he's probably. I don't yep. know. I don't know. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go safety. Xavier McKinney at 28. And people are like, he's gonna go way higher than that. And then, uh, and that's fine. I don't know. <laughs> and then, uh, I'm gonna go CD Lamb at 12. But we'll pick like up like it. a second and a fourth round draft pick and move into like the later part of the second round. And uh, yeah, that's where I'm gonna go. I like it. I like it. I'm trying to think on like, just obviously we don't have a lot of, uh, we don't have a big sample size, right. To see what, um, what Mayock and Gruden have done. But if we want, it seems like Mayock likes championship caliber players. Right. And so with that in mind, this is what I think happens. I think by the time Oakland gets to their 12th overall pick, I think both Judy and Lamb are going to be gone. And so this is, I think, what happens. We don't trade back. I think Henry Ruggs III is sitting there. But in true... One second. Let me move my cat. Because my cat has all of a sudden decided to join me. Hey, move it, Scruffy. There we go. Ah, Sorry, it's Raider Scrappy. <laughs> in true Raider fashion, I think the Oakland Raiders, with Henry Ruggs III sitting on the board, select... Justin Jefferson, wide receiver out of LSU. Oh, my. Yep, I think they're going to go. They want championship caliber players. Obviously, Ruggs plays for Alabama, right? Championship caliber. But I think Justin Jefferson, versatile, uh, can play slot, can play outside. I think that's just, he's the type of big-bodied wide receiver that Carr's been throwing to. The guy like Darren Waller, a guy like... Uh, Williams, even back in the days of like Andre Holmes and stuff like that. Carr has always liked those big bodied wide receivers. And I think Justin Jefferson fits the mold perfectly there. And he comes from a championship caliber team, the champions. And so I think the Oakland Raiders shock a lot of people and, and Al Davis will be turning over in his grave because <laughs> Henry Ruggs the third, one of the fastest wide receiver is he the fastest wide receiver? Yeah, I in think the draft? he ran like a four two something. Yeah, so the fastest wide receiver in the draft does not get taken by the Oakland Raiders, and I think uh, teams like the 49, 49ers or the Broncos are going to be elated that Ruggs probably the forty probably doesn't make it past the 49ers, but they'll be ecstatic that he's still there. Um, but the Raiders take Justin Jefferson. I'm also on the train at 19 with you guys. I think Oakland trades back. Um, I think they pick up another, like a second round pick. Uh, they'll trade back in the first round, but I've got them taking Trayvon Diggs, cornerback out of Alabama. They're going to double dip into the title game, pull out another championship caliber player. You, you, uh, pair Trayvon Diggs with Trayvon Mullen. And, uh, I like, what's going on there at the cornerback position. Um, you could make an argument there. Maybe if uh, uh, Johnson is still there, if, uh, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, John, uh, Jalen, Jalen Johnson. Johnson. I'm sorry. Jalen Johnson. You could make an argument for him, but I think again, Oakland Mayock, they like their championship caliber players. I think they're going to go for the big school. Trayvon Diggs played a lot of sec teams. Um, and I think that's, I, that's my prediction. 
So I've got Justin Jefferson surprise at 12 and Trayvon Diggs. How do you feel about at, that? Like in your heart, you know in your heart of hearts, how do you feel honestly, about Tyler, Justin Jefferson at 12? If Lamb and Judy are gone, I don't mind it. And here's why. I like rugs, right? Who, who wouldn't like that kind of speed? The thing, Tyler, I worry about, and and there might be a lot of people that don't like this, but I, I'm worried that we won't be we will he will be underutilized with cars with the way car plays. Because car to me is like a it's it's he he's he gets rid of the ball super quickly. And a guy like Jefferson, a big bodied guy that he can throw fades to, that he can hit in the middle of the field. I think that that seems to play more into Carr's style with the type of wide receiver that Jefferson is. More, I, I, I would be worried that we would get a guy, a speedy guy like Ruggs, and every week we'd be seeing plays where it's like, see, Ruggs was wide open down the sideline. And if Carr would have just looked that way, he would have had a you know 64-yard bomb for a touchdown. I'm afraid we'd be saying that a lot. And he'd be underutilized. Whereas a guy like Jefferson might not be that sexy speed, but he's the big-bodied, sure-handed wide receiver that just day Sunday in, Sunday out would be making plays in you know in the middle of the field in the red zone. He'd be just he'd be reliable. And if we've seen anything with Carr, Carr needs like that trust. Like he needs like you know he 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 relies on like players. You know, he. He he needs to build rapport with players, right? right. And I, I and he, if he doesn't have that rapport, it just doesn't seem like he's like sorry, I, you know, I'm not going to target yet. Right, that's what right. it just it seems like. So I feel like a guy like Jefferson, where Carr can just be like, "Hey, floater to the back corner, you, I got you." Jefferson's that kind of guy. So that's I like the Justin Jefferson over Rugs. It wouldn't tear me apart. Maybe some of Raider Nation's like, "You're an idiot." That's fine. That's fine. Call in and tell me why I'm wrong. Um, the Trayvon Diggs, that's a little bit more up in the air because, like, I, I, you know, it depends again on who's there. Right. You know, we've seen some big names like Kinlaw. They've talked about him possibly dropping into the 20s. And I'm like, well, shoot, that putting Kinlaw on that line with Max Crosby and Farrell and, and, and Mo Hurst. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that like, would be I'd gnarly. I love that all day yeah, long. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Let, so, let me ask you this because this might. This could happen. Let's say uh, you've got uh, Lamb is gone. Maybe he goes to Arizona. Judy goes uh, before we pick as well, maybe to the Jets. Uh, and maybe Ruggs is gone too. So say you're sitting there and you've got Justin Jefferson and and maybe, you know, that you've got Okuda at the cornerback position who's going to be probably the first one taken off the board and rightfully so the right. second one is is kind of up in up in the air a little bit but CJ is it Henderson yes uh from from Florida say he's right. sitting there at 12 uh do you if you have to choose between a Justin Jefferson who maybe you can get later on or a CJ Henderson, what do you feel helps the Raiders immediately this year? Jefferson or more Henderson or vice versa? 
I think in that instance, then, if C.J. Henderson's there, I would go C.J. Henderson, and here's why. Because a guy like Justin Jefferson, I think, has a better chance of dropping back, still being there at 19. Or at the 19 overall pick, you're still going to have guys, uh, Mims out of Baylor. You're going to have uh, Jalen uh, Ayuku. Yeah, Jalen Rieger. I believe I'm saying his name right, out of uh, um, out of Colorado. Uh, Ayuku? Ayuku? Uh, Brandon Ayuk is out of Arizona State. LaVisca Chenault is from uh, from. That's right. LaVisca Chenault. I think you could trade back in the second round and pick up a guy like LaVisca Chenault. Even Mims, another big-bodied wide receiver. I think Mims would be there in the second round if you wanted to 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 slide back and pick up a guy like that. I think there's plenty of wide receiver talent. We've even talked about uh, pair. Young man out of USC. Why do I always forget his name? Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman, another big-bodied, underrated wide receiver you could probably pick up in the third round if you wanted to. Van Jefferson is probably going to be there in the third, fourth round. Right. There are players like that that I would, if if a guy like C.J. Henderson's there, I take him because I think immediately all of a sudden our defense massive upgrade with Mullins and CJ Henderson there. I really like the direction that's heading throw Abram back there and maybe snag another safety, say in the third round of this draft, maybe even in the second round, I could see Oakland doing that as well. Um, just because we don't, we really do not know what we have in our safety position. Right. We, I, we've said this before. We think Abram is going to be good, but we don't know. We just do not know. So I could see for a little more insurance, Oakland picking up a safety. Heck, it wouldn't surprise me if there's a top tier safety sitting there at 19, if the Raiders picked up a safety again and people would be going, really? And I'm going, and, and they're going, look, we don't, we just lost Carl Joseph. We have an, we have an aging Heath from, right. from, uh, the Cowboys, right. you know, we have Abram who's played one game. We need another guy. Like we need a guy that we can plug and in got, that we think's going to start Harris, day one. Who I'm a fan of, but right. I don't think he, I, I just, this is no slight to him because, because he's good, but I just don't know that you want him as a starter. Like, I, right. I think he's a no. great depth piece. I do, but right. I don't know that he's like the starter next to Abram. And then you've no. got Demarius Randall that they brought in, which, you know, he has his issues as well. So I think right. if right. I think, you know, I I'm like you. That's why I had him picking a safety uh, McKinney out of Alabama. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see, especially this year, who falls, who rises. I, you know, you hear this every year, but I've heard more and more this year that the mock drafts that we're seeing are way off compared to yeah. what GMs and, and, uh, coaches are thinking. Uh, you know, usually you'll hit some here and there. I think one mm-hmm. and two are pretty much set, but after that, it's, it could be a free for all. I, you can right. see the Chargers move up to three to take the quarterback they want for the future, or you could see Miami move up to, th- to three. Uh, to take who they want, so or, or maybe even right. up to two to take who they want. Um, right. So it, it could be it could be crazy. We may have dropped internet signals. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I know we may be in the middle of a pick, and you're like the Cincinnati Bengals select. <laughs> and he's like, like what? Who? Who? Who did they take? <laughs> You, so I mean, it's it's gonna be fun, and and yeah, with, it's gonna be a wild with ride, no pro that's for days. Sure. Uh, you yeah. know, 
those GMs, they have a, luckily, I think for us, we've got a GM that knows how to scout talent like a boss. And, you know, he's tape wise, he knows what to look for, what he's looking for. But, I mean, you've got to remember, they had the combine and that's it. But a lot of guys thrive on pro days. A lot of those underrated players, they'll come, you know, they'll rise up draft boards because they did something incredible at their pro day. They didn't get that this year. We, you know, we heard Bryce, the, right. Huff, he, he didn't get to have that pro day. He ran a, a four, five, three 40 at yeah. 200 and what pounds? 255 255. That's fast. Like, yeah. And, and so you don't get that. I think they're going to have to definitely, They've been doing their homework, and I hope that that we hit on that. But I'm with you. I think if Henderson's sitting there at 12, you got to take Henderson. And the reason, my reasoning is the drop between CB1 and 2 is fairly significant. Between CB2 and CB3, uh, which, you know, Christian Fulton is in that, Trayvon Diggs is in that, Jalen Johnson are up there. That is a significant fall off. Like big right. time, so I think you got to take the more talented uh, Henderson, maybe who's there. At that would just be my reasoning. Is is you know Henderson? There's a big drop off. If I can grab Henderson, maybe you know I can get. There's not as much of a drop off between uh, maybe Henry Ruggs, Justin Jefferson, and Denzel Mims. Maybe there's right. not that giant step, but according to you know, people that I follow and Ted Wynn is one of them. Matt Miller is another one. Uh, they, they like, they, they see that gap between cornerback two and three as a significant drop in quality. I think you got to take the best player available there. We need a corner anyways. Why not take the best player at that spot? Which in my opinion would be Henderson over Jefferson. I 100% agree. And that if you get if you miss out, let's say you miss out on those guys or you know, even if you pick up like a let's say you're able to get a Jefferson or maybe not, maybe they double dip into the, let's say uh um uh let's they go double up on defensive side of the ball the first round just because that's how it falls because you get Rugs, Jefferson, Lamb and and Judy all get taken. Uh because you picked up CJ Henderson uh at the 12th position and everybody else gobbled up the other receivers. Uh, then I think at that point Let's say you're in the second and third rounds. I would double up on wide receivers. I would pick up a couple of guys. I'd go get your, um, uh, I, you know, I'd go get a couple of wide receivers at that point. Not that they might not anyway, um, but I, you know, maybe you go get um, uh, like a Chase Claypool, uh, a Brandon I and a Brandon Ayuku or a Jalen Rieger. I, well, Jalen Rieger's probably not going to make it out of the first round, or but or maybe get a a Claypool and a Mims. You know, and you just throw both those guys in there and you say, hey, look, we're just stocking up. And now, you know, these guys are going to compete with guys like Doss and uh, uh, Aitman and And one of those guys. Yeah, Enrico Gandalf. And uh, uh, so that's what I would do personally. If you can't get a wide receiver in the first round, I double definitely double up in wide receivers in the mid rounds uh, because there's there are a lot of wide receivers seems like in that second tier that are all like I'm sure one or two of those guys 
when it's all when the dust is all settled, it's gonna be like, wow, these guys were first round talent, right? right? Yep. You know, but they got taken in the third round. You know, uh, so you double up on that and see if you can't hit a home run with one of those receivers, right? And that, like, kind of like last year with uh, Renfro taken clear in the fifth round. I think if right. teams had to do it over again, uh, I bet he climbs. You know, two to three rounds, maybe second yep. to third round instead of the fifth. Yep. Uh, like end of the fifth, uh, you know, so that's, you know, I'm excited. I, I'm, yep. I'm encouraged, oh, so I guess. I mean, I'm encouraged by what we had, what we found last year in later rounds. I've joked with you and Birch. We ought to just trade all of our first round picks and pick up middle round picks, second, third, fourth, <laughs> fifth rounds, right? because that's where it seems, you know, that's where Mayock seemed last year to do, do his best. I'll, although, I'll, you know, Josh Jacobs was a beast last year for us. Uh, we don't, like you said, we don't know what we have in Abram, uh, but uh, hopefully he's going to bring the lumber this year. And, uh, yeah. but yeah. yeah, there's, there's another corner going later rounds. Watch this name. Uh, Amik Robertson out of Louisiana tech, Louisiana tech university. Um, and that is a name, uh, he's only 5'9", but I I read today that he had the most breakup passes out of anybody in the NCAA last year. Wow. And I would wow. like to have somebody who actually plays the ball once in a while. Yeah. Like, it seems like we always, you know, DJ Hayden, uh, Gary on Conley, these guys just never turn their head around. And uh, Robertson, yeah. although he's only 5'9", is voracious in attacking the ball. So plays much bigger than a 5'9 guy, which will get you places in college. Will it get you places in the National Football League? We shall find out. But that's one name yeah. later round corner to watch for. I like it. I like it. Tyler, I think we did that first round justice, man. Now all we do is wait. Do you have anything else for the Raider Nation before we wrap it up? And let's get to the draft, man. You got any sleepers? That was my sleeper was was him or Ooh. he. And we've also um, kind of seemed to created a, a bit of a run on a certain running back out of Boston uh, College. I tell you what, man. You hear it here first. The next thing you know, everybody's like, oh, A.J. Dillon. Yeah, he's my boy. My boy. With an eye. Get in on this guy. Yeah, and it's like, well, wait a second. Like, uh, why did nobody, you know, we're just trendsetters here, Tyler. That's all there is to Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um, I like it. Um, You know what? Uh, I, I like Lynn Bowden. Uh, and maybe he's not a sleeper pick. But, I, you know, if Oakland took him, say, uh, you know, like, I don't know, even like snuck up, you know, took him like third, fourth round, wouldn't, wouldn't wouldn't tear me apart. We'll put it that way. Just because he's so, he's so sneaky deaky, man. And, and he's such a jackknife player. I'm going, man, I could see some fun stuff coming out of the, the brand new Vegas Raider, you know, stadium, a guy like this just, uh, just could be that extra dimension that when he's on the field, you got to be on high alert because he just, he takes your offense from 2d to 3d. And next thing, you know, you got to watch that extra dimension. And, uh, you know, it's working for other teams, you know, teams, teams like, uh, the chiefs, like, you know, the Ravens with these quarterbacks that can run pass pitch, do all that kind of stuff. 
um, uh, make stuff happen even when it's not there. Um, you know, that's becoming more and more valuable, it seems like. And the emphasis in the MV- in the NFL is becoming more and more on the offensive side of the ball. So why not, you know, if that's where we're heading, why not, you know, maybe, you'll, I understand, maybe you don't like it. But if that's what's happening, you know, let's not get left behind. Right. Let's, let's, you know, we need to adjust. We need to adapt. And this is the kind of player for me, Lynn Bowden, out of, the wide receiver out of Kentucky, who could do it all, um, is, a, is a name that I'd love to see Oakland pick up. Yep. Very good. So. Also, I need to give a shout out to my wife and my kids. They got me an early birthday present because oh. at the end of every podcast, I always say the same thing which is just win, baby. And they got me, I know that our listeners can't see, but they got me this uh, just win, baby hoodie uh, from the Fanatic store. And so thank you, Kenzie, Griff, Hollis, Court. Love you guys. Thanks so much for letting me do this. One of my passions and I don't know, it's been fun and I appreciate them uh, allowing me a couple hours out of the week to, to do this and for thinking of me and I love the sweatshirt. Awesome. Awesome. Good, good choice. That's a, that's a bomb sweatshirt. Hopefully we'll be wearing that in uh, Vegas this fall. I hope and, not. Uh, Cause it down. yeah, well, I mean, I hope it's warmer. I don't have to wear a hoodie. Oh, that's true. Warm the, that's old, true. Yeah, I was gonna say- warm the 34 year old bones up. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say Vegas in September, uh, probably is no need for a sweatshirt. Oh, we so. can only hope. We can only hope that there <laughs> is football in September. So, oh, don't don't even say that. We we can't. We gotta keep the positive waves going here. Anyway, Raider Nation, as always, thank you so much for joining us. We hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Another one coming to you right after the draft. We're going to break it all down. What happens? Hopefully, there will be celebration and jubilation in the streets. Until that time, thank you guys for joining us. We will see you in the next episode. Just win, baby. 